Ayo, you don't know who I am, and you don't know why I'm here. I'm Fat Mark from Fat Mark Wrestling. What's a Fat Mark? A Fat Mark is the preschooler flexing on kids with a WCW vs. NWO lunchbox. A Fat Mark is the guy watching old ECW sharing his snacks with 17 cats. A Fat Mark is the kid wearing Godzilla footy pajamas playing Tekken in his mom's basement. And most importantly, a Fat Mark is the girl crying into her cereal after going pointless in the G1 Climax. We are many. And we are opinionated, daddy. This is Quick Bites. A segment where we're going to talk about what's going on in the wrestling world and how it's affecting fans, storylines, the opinion of people, and all other fat mark business. We're going to start with the cross promotion. The forbidden doors open, ladies and gentlemen. Can you believe it? We got New Japan Pro Wrestling, King of Sports, working with American companies. This is mind blowing. This is something that little fat Mark, when I was a kid with a ponytail flexing on kids because I was too sweet for life, was dreaming of. This is something none of us thought was going to happen. We got New Japan, AEW, and Impact working together. Not to mention that we've previously had New Japan, Ring of Honor working together. This is building into something similar to what the NWA used to be. Not to mention you got NWA wrestlers showing up everywhere because Billy Corgan's a small, smart businessman. Now that's a smart mark. We can't even look at it the way we used to because it's not all, oh, we're going to buy up everybody who's competing with us and we're going to bury them. Yes, that's a shoot on Vince and no, I don't apologize. Um, right now you have it that you have Kenny Omega, the All Elite Wrestling Champion, Working with Don Callis and the Good Brothers, who were the Impact Tag Team Champions, and just running roughshod over professional wrestling. I'm all for it. This is one of the coolest things that I'm ever going to see in the, in the wrestling world. So not only that, this past week on Impact, you see that you have Finju showing up on an episode of Impact. The Forbidden Door has really been swung wide open by old Tony Triceps over at AEW. So what you're seeing now is you're going to have dream matches that none of us thought were going to happen. On American television or Japanese television or however you watch your wrestling. You have a chance right now to see matches that all of us used to hype up thinking, well, what if? What if you saw Kenny Omega go after Kota Ibushi again? You could also see something that I used to talk about as a kid to friends. Some of the fat marks that I work with. That you're going to have the heavyweight champion of heavyweight champions. The one belt to rule them all. J.R.R. Tolkien couldn't write shit better than this. And you're doing it without having the biggest quote-unquote company in the world that's made the most money this year even involved. And I guarantee in Stanford, Connecticut, they are heated. Because now you're working on a relationship that they had at one point. You had WWE working with New Japan or All Japan or Pro Noah. And now you're going to have it all under pretty much one roof. I can't wait to see a mega card or something even bigger than that than what they did in Madison Square Garden a couple years ago. Because now you can pretty much indefinitely book matches that you never were going to see. Because who would, I wouldn't have thought I was ever going to see Private Party versus the Good Brothers. 
or to see Sammy Callahan and John Moxley work together again like it's old combat zone wrestling all over because I would love to see the switchblade theory or conspiracy not only that but you're showing that pro wrestling isn't this hidden world that you don't work together and you don't talk about the other guy because this isn't the invasion angle. This isn't us as kids watching WCW go into the grave because of bad writing and poor booking and not enough money and overstretching talent. So you're running an invasion angle. This isn't an invasion. This is the coalition of professional wrestling. You have the United Nations forming in front of us and we're all lucky to see it. Because realistically, now you're going to see that you can get matches that should have never happened or could have never happened without this going on. Right now, what I'm looking forward to is the fact that I get to see maybe two heavyweight champions go at each other for two different companies, and it's not in mid-Atlantic pro wrestling in 1985. I'm getting to see the things that my dad talked about where you had like world heavyweight champion versus world heavyweight champion in a falls count anywhere Iron Man 60 minute match. And like, you know, I'm here for it. I'm glad I don't have to go back and watch Dusty Rhodes versus Ric Flair if I can see Kenny Omega versus Rich Swan, because that's the one that I'm the most looking forward to. And what I think it's going to do for the business is it's going to bring people in because now you have people who only watch AEW, who see a bunch of Impact talent and go, oh, well, I'm not really busy on Tuesday nights. Or you have people who only watch Impact, even though, yes, I know their ratings aren't as high, that are going, oh, well, I guess I should kind of check out this AEW shit because like every time they come out here, it's wild. And you're going to be able to open the envelope to people who have never seen some of the New Japan pro wrestlers. Because for myself, as a lapsed wrestling fan at a certain point, I had given up. I had stopped watching because to watch a WWE show was to watch the same show I watched at 10 years old. And as an old WCW fan who never grew up watching WWE until they till it got murdered, it was hard. I was watching the same gimmicks over and over and the same matches over and over. And, oh, my God, look, Randy Orton versus Bray Wyatt. Randy Orton versus Bray Wyatt. Randy Orton versus Bray Wyatt. It gets old. So I came back to wrestling because my friends watched New Japan. And I got into the Bullet Club. And I thought it was great because it was the NWO to me. So I got to be brought in because of watching non-WWE. And now you're getting an option for people who grew up watching a specific thing seeing a whole nother type of talent and skill and style of wrestling. And for me, I think it's something that's going to make the wrestling community a little better for it in the long run. I also think it's going to make it that you're going to see real competition between the brandings. Not so much the brands on each other's company, like it's not SmackDown versus Raw, but I mean, you're going to see where people are really kind of becoming competitive because, oh, well, if I sign with this company, I might be able to wrestle against guys from these other four companies. But if I sign with this one, I'm only going to be working with them. And to kind of piggyback off of that, where you're kind of stuck in one place, uh, the other thing we're going to talk about today is what's going on with the WWE and the way that they're handling their, their talent. Because now you can't even take a picture at Benihana's with your girlfriend on a date because, oh, well, I don't own that and I'm not getting paid. So your beat um, hit the bricks or else I'm sending our truth in the 24-7 title after you. So now you're having it that guys aren't even able to do their everyday life shit. 
So imagine any one of us working dead-end jobs or low-level jobs at businesses, and your boss goes to you, oh, by the way, I need you to work full-time hours, but I have say on what you wear, what you come at, how you come into work, who you work with, and how every day at work goes for you. You get no benefits, so if you get sick, that's on you, not on me. You're independent, but you're not independent because be- you belong to me. And now to have the best year you've had and you're going to just not have bonuses. So, oh, by the way, hard luck, brother. Here's some hard times for you. We're going to just take those bonuses away even though I've put so much money in my pocket I can barely sit down my wallet so fat. And it's just more of the same. It's something that I don't understand because for me – It's bad enough that you have bosses who go, oh, well, we check Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or MySpace or Blogspot or how much do I have to date myself before everybody gets it. There's a million options. But you already had bosses who were looking into those. But now to have somebody say that you can't do anything, let alone the fact that they weren't allowed to use Twitch, where you had guys who were just playing video games with fans or friends, and now they can't have that because it's a third party and we're not associated. It's asinine. You're taking and making something that's a career, but a fun career. It's not working in a car factory 12 hours a day, killing yourself, for lack of a better term. It's going out there and putting on a performance for people. It's it's the modern equivalent of going to battle as a simulation. And instead of being able to enjoy their time and interact with fans and have regular social living as well, now their hands are tied. So I think it's absolutely ridiculous. Because for me, these guys are my age. They're 25, 26, to 35, 40 years old. They're not guys who are used to the fact that this isn't the old business world. This isn't the world where I, you belong to me and that's it. Because now they see there's options. You already can see it from what's going on in other businesses. Especially in the wrestling community. You have guys who are going, oh, well, I don't want to work with Impact, Sammy Guevara, so I'm not doing it. And you deal with the consequences as it comes. You're not giving these people the ability to control over their own lives. Um, but what I, but that's, I don't want to shoot too much on the WWE because I'm not trying to have Vince McMahon come after me with a cease and desist because I'm a little scared of him and his bank account is higher than my bank account will ever be. And my credit score only has one number in it. So I'm not exactly going to go after that because he'll take away my lunch money and like fat Mark likes snacks and like, I'm not really trying to have those taken away from me. And the last thing we're going to talk about for the day is what I personally am looking forward to. I think right now we have some of the best wrestling in the world going on. I'm a big fan of what's going on in New Japan with Kota Ibushi having both titles. And I can't wait for this payoff between him and Naito for the Intercontinental title. Uh, I like what the Bullet Club's got going on with the different ways to challenge for the Never Openweight titles. Uh, I love the fact that G.O.D. is still heavyweight champs because Tamatanga is the man. Um, no offense to any of the other Bullet Club members, but that's the dude. Um, I like the fact that I might get to see the Young Bucks versus the Good Brothers for tag team title trade-offs. And I'm loving the fact that I might be able to get to see somebody have all the heavyweight titles because I'm so fine with Kenny not becoming the cleaner and becoming the collector. It's a completely different kind of gimmick of something of the same that he's done before. 
And it would be cool to see what I used, what I watch in boxing. Nothing's better than seeing somebody who's the unified heavyweight tit- title of the world, where they have four heavyweight title belts and they walk out to the ring like they can't be fucking touched. So that's what I'm looking forward to. I I hope everybody enjoyed this. Uh, this is Quick Bites with Fat Mark P. Thank you for listening to the inaugural Fat Mark Wrestling Podcast. Uh, for you guys that are here. Uh, you guys are now the WrestleMania 1 ticket holders. This is history, daddy. This is a whole nother thing, brother. Fat Mark P out. And remember, I can kiss any Fat Mark in here and make her cry. Even you listening at home. <laughs>